that you think is so important, you can just kiss all that goodbye. You still don't understand what you're dealing with, do you? Perfect organism. Welcome to Perfect Organism, the Alien Saga podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and this is... Peter, lucky episode 13. And Ooh. this episode, we're talking to Elle and Adam, who are uh, two of many people behind Alien Identity. And Alien Identity is about Newt, uh, a grown-up Newt. And I had heard about this film a while back ago, and uh, I didn't really know too much about it. Um, and I didn't... My head didn't really get turned until I until I saw uh, that Neville Page was kind of brought on board as a consultant, and I was like, "Whoa!" So these people are a little bit serious. And then, uh, then my head really turned when uh, I saw that Carrie Henn was involved. So the first question to you guys is, and thank you again for coming on. It's awesome. Uh, and pardon me, I do have a little bit of a cold, but so tell me about your love for Aliens, the Alien series. Like, how did this all happen? Um, well, for me, I, I can remember when I was six years old, uh, my brother, uh, he showed me Alien for the first time, and, and he's like, you got to watch this one scene coming up. This guy ate something really bad, and uh, <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> and, um, and I, I, I was like traumatized, and, but also very drawn to it and then we went and watched aliens in the theater and i you know i fell in love with the the story i mean it was very scary you know at six years old yeah but uh but i uh you know i i loved the universe and and me and my brother would always talk about it and and uh and he used to play jokes on me you know when, around dinner time he'd be like oh you know yeah <laughs> he, yeah he would, he pull a cane on me, and uh, <laughs> he was really funny like that. But um, you know, you know, I love the films. You know, they've just been great. You know, and uh, for me, I didn't actually watch the Alien films until I was about in early high school, oh. and that's mostly because I had never really been in. I've always been into like science fiction and fantasy, but I've never really. I would never say I was really in a horror. Or, or anything that would get me too scared. I always wanted to watch something funny or something. Yeah. But um, when I watched the films, there was something different about it. It wasn't just, you know, it wasn't a slasher film. It was it was beautiful and it was creepy and dark, which I love. Yeah, I love fantasy and sci-fi and dark things. Um, and so when I, I, see, I see the xenomorph, it just reminds me of, um, I have an 18-year-old lizard who I grew up with. Reminds me of my my iguana, like a dragon, but something very familiar yet something completely unknown and creepy. And I just it just made me fall in love with the franchise because it was just a simple, silent thriller. You know, yeah. something so simple and perfect about it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So, As you can uh, see, uh, Jamie and I are quite the alien fanatics ourselves. Um, I know he has a whole bunch of questions to ask. Um, what were some more that you had, Jamie? Oh, no. Uh, I was just... My next kind of question would be, how did Alien Identity begin? Uh, how did it begin? Well, um, it's it's taken a lot of forms since 
you know, I first conceived the idea, um, I started uh, playing around with the idea back in 2012. And, you know, it had a, a, a much different story than what it's come out to now. Um, and I, originally, it wasn't going to be a fan film. I, I was really serious about it and was going to present it to Fox with some concepts and and try to make it legit, um, you know. But I got you know distracted with a lot of things. I was working on another film, and and so I kind of put it off to the side for a while while I focused on some immediate things, and and then it wasn't until uh, just like around Christmas time I started you know, rehashing it. And, and then when uh, Blomkamp announced his film coming out, I was like, oh, <laughs> well, um, so I, I had to make a lot of revisions to my script. And, and that's when I decided to do it as a fan film, as opposed to taking it to Fox, because, you know, they were already greenlit for a production at that point. Yeah. Pete, do you have anything? I I just think it's really interesting that uh, a lot of the alien uh, fan groups and fan films and a lot of the fan-oriented things really started to grow and sprout around February when uh, Blomkamp's Alien was announced. I mean, that's that's when our inception was, February. We've been Absolutely. going since then. Yeah. Well, you know, with the, announce, the announcement of it from, you know, Neil Blomkamp himself, it kind of lit a fire under our butts to get it going because, you know, it's it's not that um, people, some comments we see online, people think, oh, it's a competition. It's not a competition at all. It's um, it's it's more the excitement, you know. Everyone is is excited for the, the fact that Alien's getting some new light on it. Yeah. And that we're all trying to pitch in and... And tell, and tell the stories that we want to tell, whether you're an artist or you make music related to Alien or you're, you do fan fiction. You know, it's it's the same kind of outlet where filmmakers, you know, we do that professionally, but we're also fans and we wanted to create some art too. Absolutely. Uh, go ahead, Pete. Uh, I was going to say, I think it's it's really important to uh, captivate the, the art side of the Alien franchise because... Uh, it, there's so much rooted deeply in art and beauty, you know, even in the alien itself. I mean, we have entire podcasts about just how, uh, how much art goes into alien itself. Um, you spoke with the guy from alien explorations and that guy is, he knows his stuff <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. He makes and it an you art. Know what's oh yeah. Uh, there is so much to explore in in uh in so many ways the alien series there's 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 so much happening on so many levels that's <coughs> pardon me it's what really uh entices me but i'm interested for me and actually neil blomkamp said this in an interview not too long ago he goes you know for me the alien series is really ripley um and i really feel that and especially aliens uh with newt and you know in aliens i really feel like it's the alien series is really a human story. It's not about the alien. It's not about the xenomorph. It's about 
uh, ordinary oh, yeah. people in in extraordinary circumstances. So I'm interested in how you guys approach this. What do you? What does it conjure for you? What does it mean to you? Um, well, yeah, I agree that you know this this story is going to be very character driven, uh, and you know we really develop Newt's character and and touch on her backstory. You know, those are a lot of the questions I was exploring because, you know, when you watch Aliens, you know, you see this little girl pop up out of nowhere and there's not really much explained about her. She's just there. Yeah. And so, so I kind of started working out some ideas to um, write what was not written and Pull, pull from things that just were never touched on. And so we developed a backstory for her and, and just some of the things from her childhood that, that Cameron just never revealed and he didn't have to, you know. So, but with our story, we're focusing on, on her and then her relationship with her, her crew members. And so, you know, it's, it's going to be very, uh, character and, and personal, you know, you know, cause Newt has changed obviously into, uh, a young woman over the years. And so, you know, who has she become, yeah. you know, what is she like, you know, is she the same person? Probably not. And, and so we're exploring all these ideas to really, you know, capsulize, you know, who she is and, and and then who does she think she is? Because it's all about her discovery and her identity as a young woman, you know, going through a traumatic experience as a young child and suffering from that and having to suppress a lot of her memories to cope with life, you know, so. And I, I feel like the story touches a lot on humanity um, in general and, um, and looking at who the bad guys are in the film, yes, you know, of course, people assume the monster that goes around killing people is always the bad guy. But you wonder who really is the bad guy. Absolutely, absolutely. Me and Pete talked about that once before when we were discussing aliens. How really the company and Burke were were really more evil than the aliens. The aliens were just responding to their to their. Uh, surroundings and they're just killing machines and they're doing what they do. They had no ulterior motives. I mean, uh, you know, Ripley said it best. She goes, I don't know which species is worse. You don't see them fucking each other over for a percentage, you know? Uh, so I, I, I love that you guys kind of honed in on that. That's brilliant. Yeah. And, and this story really focuses on that too. Um, we get to see a lot of the inner workings of the company. Um, you know, things that that we we want to know about you know but there's always this agenda and uh and so we'll definitely be shedding some light on the company's conspiracy that's awesome um the next question i would have would then be let's talk about the first announcement um neville page how'd that happen and neville page for anybody who who doesn't realize is he was a uh, uh, the creature designer for Prometheus. Oh, I'm sorry. I was getting a phone call. Um, so Neville Page is the designer or was the designer for Ridley Scott's Prometheus. 
which was a beautiful film, despite its flaws. I love watching it. I think it's, in many ways, it's a great film. And to have his talent is a pretty extraordinary thing. Um, so I'm curious about that. Uh, well, we've, we've known Neville for a few years now, personally. And he's a good friend of ours. And so um, when I told him about my idea and, and said that, you know, there might be some uh, place for you, you know, we could talk about it. Um, and I, but he expressed his interest and and said he would come on board as a, a consultant for the project. Um, and uh, but you're right, you know, his, his talents are amazing. Uh, he we, we actually just uh, went over to his studio last night and talked a lot about the project with him. And so he, you know, he's really excited to come on board and, and do some things that he actually wasn't really allowed to do in Prometheus. Yeah. And so, um, he so gets me excited. And we're saying, stay pretty vague about it for now. Oh, good. Stay vague. <laughs> Sorry. I have so many questions like, how are I mean, I'm, I'm not I'm just saying questions. I obviously I don't expect you to answer them. But what I love about your guys' project is, what are you doing with Ripley? How are you dealing with that situation? You know, um, and I mean these are the same questions I have for Neil Blumkamp because essentially you're making a film that he could possibly make, or not so much your film, but like these are ideas. There's so many different ways that you could go. He's making a direct sequel to Aliens, and so are you guys in some ways, you know. And so, what happens to Ripley? You know, what happens to Hicks? You know, like, are you guys like? I'm curious if you guys are like starting after Alien Three, if that's still canon to you, or what you're doing. I mean, obviously, answer as much as you feel comfortable with. But the questions you guys have me asking are awesome. Like, I'm so excited about it. Um. Well. With our storyline, I would say that Ripley and Hicks are very much alive in this in our storyline. Um, you know, obviously we're probably not going to have them in our film. Uh, you know, I don't want to create any conflict of interest with Fox yeah. with that regard. You know, but um, uh, but you know, we do we do uh, explain a little bit. Um, but the, I didn't want to focus a whole lot on, on that. Cause that, that was, you know, it, it, it would have kind of muddied the waters, I think with, with, um, with Newt. And so, um, but, uh, I would say though that uh, originally my original script, um, actually before I had to make a bunch of revisions to it it had their characters in it um, throughout the story. And so, you know, but I do, I do keep them. They're, they're, they're alive. They're doing something else. They're, they're in Blomkamp's film doing something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Would that suggest that you folks have some insider knowledge as to what's going on with his production or are you going to plead the fifth? Um, plead the fifth. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to pretend to know anything, you know. Um, I have no idea what Blomkamp's doing, and, you know, and that's fine because I, I'd rather it be a surprise. Um, right. And uh, I, I know that, though, he's, he himself has had to make a lot of changes to his original vision. And so, um, but, I, you know, I'm curious to see. I'm looking forward to it as well. 
Um, what? Um, uh, let's. I, I want. I'm interested in and in what inspires you guys. So uh, certainly, I want to start with the Alien films. Do you guys have a favorite film? Is it Aliens or is it another film? I'm, I'm curious to hear uh, what your favorite film is and why it's your favorite film. Okay. Um, L will be back in a moment. Okay. I'll touch on that question. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I love. I love all the films in their own way. You know, of course, my favorites are Alien and Aliens, and I'm sure everyone can agree with that for for obvious reasons. You know, but I, you know, I I love them. You know, because you know, I, I love science fiction. I love space, and you know, and bringing kind of a horror into space. Um, you know, has always been scary to me because you're in you know claustrophobic uh circumstances you you know you can only go so far you're, you're not like you can't go run out into the woods you know you're you know, so you're you're trapped yeah and it makes it scary um and then there's an an unknown entity on board that really no one has any idea what it's capable of and so it it that it, that has been like a, a fear of mine in watching the alien films, and I used to have uh, nightmares about that as a kid. And um, and I don't know if you guys have ever had bad dreams with the alien, but oh uh, yeah, they, I, I'm uh, I'm in my twenties and they still happen. <laughs> well, so you, you know what I'm talking about. You don't have to see the alien to be scared of it. It's it's the unknown. Um, presence of danger that is frightening, you know. But, but, uh, so with that regard, I, I, I just I love the story, I love um, the classic moments and the scenes and alien and aliens that that just you know drive the franchise forward, yeah. And for, for me, I, of course, like everybody, I mean, I like all the films for what they are, of course. Um, Adam and I watch all the movies, even AVPs and and the three and four and all that. But we, but I really do enjoy Alien and Aliens for different reasons. You know, Alien provides this um, very unnerving, uh, creepy, um, dark film that you know, in the moment, it's like um, the silence is like has a life of its own. It's breathing. Yes, you know, absolutely. You're you're. And your heart's beating faster and faster, and it's, and all you're given is silence. You know, the the moment of like, where the heck is that alien? <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, on another note, I I I got to play um when Alien Isolation first came out, I I got to test it on the Oculus, and it oh, was wow. um it was really, <laughs> it was really creepy. <laughs> yeah. We did that at E3 last year. And, um, but, so, and I love Aliens for another reason, too. It, it really shines, you know, it shines a lot of light on, you know, like we said, like the human relationships, the humanity, the, the good versus evil. And, and you know, in my mind, it's it's not, a, you know, not always the alien, it's evil. It's, if you put, if you put a person in a den with a hungry lion, you know, is it the lion's fault or is it the guy who locked you in there? Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it's. And I really love Aliens because of that relationship between Ripley and Newt and, um, and Bishop being not human, but having, 
you know, the heart of a human, you know, the, the characteristics of being more human than Burke, you know? Um, I don't know. It's just, uh, they're great films, and I, I, I enjoy all of them. And especially... <laughs> what was that? What'd you say? Oh, I heard a funny noise. Oh, it sounded like there was some one. feedback on my end from you. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, and I enjoy, I enjoy every movie that has an alien in it because, you know, in its in itself, it's a beautiful beast. Yeah, I will say Aliens is probably one of the only films that I can actually watch again and again and again and not get sick of it. Yeah. I, I appreciate it every time. You know, and I can't say that about all films. Um, I can't even say that about Alien in a way because sometimes, you know, Alien can be very slow, and and but Aliens always, you know, it 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 keeps me entertained throughout the entire film, and so, you know, that's one aspect that James Cameron does good at making sequels. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. For sure. Um. Yeah, you know, one thing, and Pete and I have discussed this, uh, just in terms of uh, the character of Ripley and what what inspires me about Aliens, which is, Aliens is a very, very different film than Alien, of course, and even though there has a lot of similar beats, uh, a lot of kind of similar things happen in Aliens that did in Alien, but it's a completely different film, and it's really more about Ripley's journey than the first film, where it ends up being about Ripley's journey at the end. But what I love about Aliens is Ripley is a whistleblower, uh, she's kind of saying, hey, these people are, are, are out here in terms of the company, and they're trying to do this thing at the expense of humans. Um, and it's a very universal story, I mean, in terms of, like, conglomerate, like, whether it's big pharmaceutical companies or big corporations. You hear these, sto- is, you hear these stories in the news every day about, like, uh, whistleblowers or people speaking out about things that they have gone through at a company that they worked for. And Ripley is you know, doing the exact same thing. And it's not a popular thing that she's doing and it's costing her company a lot of money. So it's, it's interesting for me to, uh, you know, as you, as your film develops and, you know, you start revealing more to see what path Newt goes down, whether, I mean, cause Newt could go any, many, many different ways. She could be similar to Ripley in some regard in terms of, Hey, no, there's truth here and I'm going to speak for this truth. Or she could say, no, I don't want any part of it, uh, and she could retreat within herself. I mean, it, it's you guys have such a great palette that you could work with, right? Yeah, and and we do touch on things like that. It, it's the same, you know. Basically, when you're dealing with this, you know, corrupt corporation, they're doing the same tactics, you know, for their agenda. You know, we all know their ultimate goal is to try and control the alien for their purposes, which are usually nefarious. And so, uh, you know, a good person will speak out against that, you know, and if they have courage, they'll um, try to expose it at the expense of their own life. Yeah. And and so, you know, we, that, that's a theme throughout, um, you know, at least the first two alien films, that uh, that I that I wanted to capture, so so yeah, we do have a lot to work with. I mean, since we're doing a fan film, you know, we we could have done anything, but we really wanted to 
stay true and faithful to the the aliens universe and and what made them really great films and good stories. Absolutely. So do you consider, just because of the talent, that's kind of obviously you guys being the main talent, and then you're attracting this other talent that's been a part of the, uh, you know, the canon universe. Uh, I feel like your film and the development of it is becoming something more than a fan film. Because you hear the term fan film, and oftentimes, for a lot of people, it's like, oh, yeah, it's okay, not that great production. But obviously, the with Adora you guys... The Adora Files. So, yeah, yeah, uh, I, which I haven't seen. Um, and to be honest, I've never been big into fan films. <laughs> What'd go you ahead. Say? No, nothing, go ahead. No, uh, so, I, for me, I feel like just watching things unfold with you guys, that this isn't just a fan film, This is this is almost... Uh, like what Star Wars is, or what Disney's doing with Star Wars, where they're doing the main three trilogy, but they're doing these offshoot uh, films called uh, anthology films. This is like an alien anthology film. It feels really legit. What do you guys think? How do you approach that? You know, well, um, I mean, I, I appreciate that. I mean, that's an awesome compliment. You know, we, you know, as a director, I whatever I do, I, I want it to be good and I want it to be legit. Um, whether it's canon or not, you know, that's up for the fans to decide. I mean, yeah. you know, but, uh, but I, I want to do, I wanted to do something that people can appreciate and believe and, you know, something that, uh, you know, I would be proud of, you know? And so that's why I wanted to bring on some, good talent to to make it you know give it justice um so that you know we're we're doing something that uh, you know that we can appreciate and, and be proud of in the end um and and that's why we're calling it a, a tribute film you know because you know the whole goal is we're, we're we're paying homage to the original visionaries that conceived these films like yeah. hr geeker and you know Ridley Scott and Cameron um, and Dan O'Bannon. I mean the, the original guys that kind of thought of these stories. You know we're we're pulling from from their uh, ideas and, and making something as a as a fan. You know for the fans. You know but it's really a, a tribute film to to the Alien universe. Yeah, and I would say um this is a. Uh... Not our first fan film. We also did um, a production, uh, a Star Trek production called Star Trek Phoenix. Okay. And that was back from 2008 to 2010, and it was Seattle, Washington-based. And uh, we had a, a lot of great talent. Of course, we ran out of money, you know, like most fan films do. But, um, you know, but if you look at the quality of fan films, we've been working um, in the film industry in Hollywood for the last four years. And we were working hard, meeting a lot of really wonderful people. Um, talented people and um, and making friendships and you know working relationships and um, we see the fan productions just get better and better every year yeah. and a lot of them are coming out of Hollywood and um, a lot of the Star Trek ones are coming out of Hollywood and they're being produced by a friend of ours Tim Russ uh, he was a Vulcan he um, he's doing Star Trek Renegade and then uh, Star Trek Axanar raised oh so much money um, 
I, I have to count it all. They did like three Kickstarters. I think they're doing a fourth one now, but they're, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they had hit a million total wow. in a Kickstarter for their Star Trek production. And, um, you know, there's, there's so many Star Trek productions that have been made and I'm a, we're big fans of Star Trek, but I'm a bigger fan of alien. Yeah. And I, we're, we're all the, the really top notch, you know, like Hollywood, you know, like quality, like fan films. Yeah. And so we, if we wanted to make one, if we couldn't go to Fox and sell Adam's idea for his movie, we wanted to make one for our own and make it for the fans because we know how much the fans want to have input on things too. Yeah. yeah. So, so there's no reason why we can't make, you know, a top notch fan film, but we're calling it a tribute film just because we do have Emmy and Oscar winning people on our teams and we ha- we're bringing back original aliens actors and, so they're, they're professional, um, professional people all coming together because they're fans too. Yeah. We're all nerds. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's putting awesome. it lightly. <laughs> so, so, El, well, whose decision was it for you to play Newt? I'm curious how that transpired because oftentimes, I, you know, I've made films before. I released a documentary last year. I'm actually working on another documentary about Jim Henson's The Dark Crystal right now. Uh, but... Sometimes awesome. when you're writing things and or you're collaborating on things, you're like, yeah, let's write the story, let's make this film. Then all of a sudden, like, I'm curious how that hap- what happened in terms of you deciding I'm going to be Newt. Well, you know, it, it wasn't really me originally, and I won't say what actress he had in mind, just so I can stay off of the, the rumor mill. But, you know, he, I, have lo- I had long black hair. I did not look like Newt. Um, I had long jet black, jet black hair. And um, before, I mean, I'm a creature actress. I do a lot of um, full body creature work. Um, I do, uh, I play monsters. I, I got to be in a film with Doug Jones last year. Um, so I, I wanted to have more roles where I could show my face. Yeah. And be human, you know, I guess. And um, so Adam, Adam, when Adam changed his script, um, and we went this route towards the fan film. He looked at me and he says, why don't you play Newt? And I was like, me? And I kind of got all like, because he's my husband and all that. But like, I kind of got like, um, I was like, oh, really? You want me to play Newt? <laughs> and so um, I was really excited and I chopped my hair off and I bleached it. <laughs> that was a process. It was a long process. We, um, I started like, just five days before the Oscars and we were going as press. And so I went with really awful looking hair, trying to bleach it from black to blonde and it looks so good. Gotcha. (laughs) You look great. I I mean, just in the stills that I've seen, you look like her. You do. You have, uh, you you capture her look. You really do uh, look like an older Newt, a mature uh, young woman as Newt. And I, I think that uh, that'll come over really nicely in the finished film. And I'm excited. Thank you. And I'm really happy to find that when some fans started to say that they could see me as Newt, um, it made me feel a little bit better because I don't want to let any fans down. I don't, you know, I, I, this is for the fans too. And when we met with Rico Ross for the first time, we were having a meeting and he was kind of looking over at me. He'd glance over and he'd look back at Adam. He looked back at me. He looked back at Adam after a few times. He looked at me. He goes, you know, you do look like Newt. And I just laughed because I was like, oh, that's what he's looking at. Yeah, yeah. 
That's um, great. I think you guys are really doing something great because there's not too much about Newt in the expanded universe of Alien. I mean, there were the original Dark Horse comics, which were changed to fit the Alien 3 canon, which I was disappointed about. And then there's Alien River of Pain, the novel that came out that rounded out the new trilogy of novels. And then there's Newt's Tale, the comic book that uh, bridges the gaps between um, Alien and Aliens as far as Hadley's Hope's colonization. Um, but you guys are doing something really great, and I'm excited. Um, I believe on your Facebook page you mentioned on the post about the script that the film is about two hours. Can you tell me more about that? Uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it's going to run over a little over two hours. You know, the script is, um, it's not a hundred percent locked right now. So we're, as we're bringing other actors on board, you know, some actors, you know, that are, that I want to play certain characters might not come on board. So I might have to change some characters around, you know, but, uh, right. But right now the, um, the the script is it's it's pushing two and a half hours so it's going to be a, a beast but um you know but I, I think you know you only get one shot to make an alien film you know why don't just go all the way and make it epic right yeah. absolutely I mean I've seen so many uh, fan films that are you know only ten fifteen minutes or just independent productions that are even shorter. And they just make you want so much more, and then that's it. You don't get anything. But with something like Alien Identity that has the potential to be almost three hours, you know, there's there's a lot of room for storytelling, and I'm very excited to see what you guys do with that. Yeah, um, and you know, we're we got a lot of um, we're bringing so many cool people on board that are going to make this story come to life. And right now, it's just a script. But you know, when, when the talent that we're bringing on board uh, will make this uh, a visual experience that I think everyone will enjoy and appreciate. And so we're excited about it. You know, I actually, you know, if I wasn't making this movie, I myself would want to watch it just because it's of all the stuff, cool stuff that we're doing. Yeah. Right. Oh well. Here's the next question then. Carrie Hen, how did that happen? Let's talk about it. <laughs> okay. Um, Drew, he uh, he's he knows Rico, and and when I told him, uh, my producer, that um, you know I got this script that I'm doing, and we're gonna do a fan film for Alien. And he was like, well, you know, would you want Rico Ross? And, you know, I, I thought about it, you know, because originally I didn't have uh, Rico Ross's character in my script. And so, you know, but I thought about it and I'm like, you know, this this might turn out to be something pretty cool. So I I, I said, yeah, go ahead and, and ask him. And so he gave uh, Rico my number and, and we got put in contact and... And then when I um, we met with Rico, you know, he asked me, um, "Would you consider having Carrie Hen?" And you know, I was like, and I didn't even think about it. 
but I wasn't going to object to it. <laughs> and so I, I said, you know, um, if she's interested, if this is something that she actually want to do, I said, go ahead, let her know, you know, and he did. And we called her up and, you know, the rest is, you know, in, in the news. <laughs> <laughs> Which it's major in the news. I mean, it was all over. Like, I think even the Hollywood Reporter or somebody reported on it too. I was like, "Whoa, these guys are." It's it's definitely getting reported through some big channels. Interested about it, and the Guardian has a Pulitzer Prize, you know. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I think you know, Carrie Han could have been coming back, you know, doing any film, and it would have been some news, you know. Yeah. Uh, And but I I think also having her come back and then come into the the alien universe again was bigger because it got all the alien fans excited and and so you know it was it's an awesome thing having her come on board um she's really really cool person she's really sweet yeah i mean it it's really strange you know because as a young kid you know watching newt on aliens um you know, growing up with her as the little girl, yeah. you know, and, and, and then getting text messages from her and, and having conversation with her is is very nostalgic and <laughs> surreal, you know, just as an Aliens fan. And so, uh, but, you know, we're, we're really, we're really happy and grateful that these people are coming on board our project and they actually see it at having some potential, you know, to, um, you know, to, to make a, uh, an impact in, in the aliens world. Yeah. Yeah. She's been so great. We just sent some of our, uh, San Diego Comic-Con postcards, uh, to her and she's taking them to the London Comic-Con to hand them out there. So we'll have physical material in London. So that's kind of cool. She's going to the London Comic-Con. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And she's on a panel with Sigourney Weaver. I was going to so... say, there's something else going on here, I think. Like, of course, they, they they wouldn't be able to tell us though. Oh, they well, if they if you if you Alan Adam know, but there I I'm pretty sure that uh, Blumkamp's Alien is shooting in London. So for them to go for Sigourney Weaver to go all the way over there, it's just a, it's a pretty big deal. Uh, and I know that they were together in Canada not too long ago, the cast of Alien or Aliens. Um, but I, my gears are turning. My Hollywood movie conspiracy gears that something's going on over there that they're not telling us. <laughs> well, you know, we'll, we'll find out soon enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we had made a post, <coughs> pardon me, a posting about, Hey, if there's anybody going, cause we have friends who live in England who are fans. Uh, if you're going to go talk to Sigourney Weaver, get us a scoop. So ask her what, what's happening. Not that she'll be able to tell, but it's a really exciting time. I mean, just back to Carrie Hen a little bit. Uh, what's also great about Carrie Hen, I mean, there's been rumors for years about, oh, she'll never go back to acting. She doesn't want to do, she's want to think part, she doesn't want to be a part of the alien. She's a teacher now more. from what I understand, isn't she? Yeah, that's, that she's a teacher. But then I saw her, saw her in those photos with the cast and crew of Alien. And also a side note, she looks just the same. She's older, she's taller, but she looks like Newt. And uh, <laughs> which some actors they, you know, child actors, they grow older and you're like, ah, oh, I can kind of see it. But with Carrie Hen, it's different. She just looks still so much she like you. Like, yeah. That's but, awesome. uh, yeah, yeah, it's, I, again, congratulations on that. I mean, it really, 
this is kind of going to be a, uh, like you said, Star Trek Renegade. It's kind of that level. I mean, that's what you guys, that's kind of the, 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 the talent that you're attracting. I, I really, I'm really excited about this. And the talent that we're attracting, I mean, it's, we've, um, it's just happened overnight. We, we were having a hard time finding, um, artists that were available for commission. Yeah. And after the news of Carrie, for example, we got a whole bunch of amazing artists yeah. wanting to work on the film. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and then we have lots of actors finding ways around, trying to find, like, find personal emails, like, we have we have a lot of people like wanting to be part of it, which is amazing because, you know, this is uh, we're going to bring other actors in that you know that aren't you know named actors. So we want to give we want to introduce new actors as well. But yeah. we have a lot of names that we're working on right now too that will be exciting to announce to everybody um, some familiar faces. Um, but yeah, so it's it's going to be exciting once we can kind of lock down some more of these characters, and uh, I think everyone's going to get really excited for it. Awesome. Yeah. Can you guys talk about like timeline? Like, um, I'm not actually to be honest, I w wasn't sure, and I was looking around. Maybe it's just right in front of my face, but like some type of Indiegogo or Kickstarter. That like, was that's a, that was a segue into my next question. I was going to ask some more details about your. Uh productions kickstarter but go ahead jamie no yeah that's that's it i'm just curious what your timeline is and certainly you know there's a ton of people going to be listening to this that are going to want to help out financially or whatever that they can do and this is such a great opportunity so i'd love to hear from you guys like what what is the timeline in terms of uh crowdfunding uh pre-production production all that stuff okay Right now, uh, we're going to do a Kickstarter campaign, and we're looking uh, around mid-August. Um, we haven't pinpointed a date yet. We're still um, working out some things, but uh, so but we definitely be looking around mid-August. We'll be making the uh, announcement. Yeah, and you know the thing is, is like um, because this is a, a fan film, we cannot make any money on it, so every single dollar goes right back into the production for um, everything from paying the cast to food to the studio, props and costumes, everything, you know, uh, goes right back into the production. So with that said, we can't sell anything post the Kickstarter, um, you know, unless something happens with Fox, but we won't be able to do that. So for anyone to want to get a physical copy of the DVD, or t-shirts or anything that is branded with alien identity this is like one of your chances to do that because it's you're not buying it you're donating it yeah and you'll you'll receive prizes and rewards in return so if if people really want to get you know a physical copy of blu-ray or dvd this is their chance to do that uh Fantastic. jamie and i i'm sure we'd be more than happy to contribute <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah i want a shirt uh just just <laughs> all my money and if people can't <laughs> financially you know if they can't they can't contribute financially i mean sharing it is amazing too we would appreciate yeah. sharing it absolutely yeah so what's uh is your kickstarter going right now uh, no it is not going at the moment is that what you mean? it's not launched okay yet. it hasn't launched when is the timeline for that so um, launching mid-August, yeah. That's oh, what he okay. was saying. Okay, awesome, awesome. So, um, 
middle of August. We we haven't put a, a specific date on it yet because we don't want to um, uh, bind us in case something comes up. But we are we are going to launch in August, and um, uh, yeah, we're we're hoping just to get pre production um, out of the way. But it, it like Axonar, if we can. Star Trek Axonar, they raised um, how much they needed, plus a whole bunch more, um, which took care of a lot of other stuff. So it would eliminate us having to have to do future Kickstarters in the future for production costs or post-production costs as well. Yeah, I'm sure so you guys could surpass uh, stretch goals. Uh, with something like this, it's so huge. I'm, I'm sure you guys could easily make more of an alien movie that you wanted just because of how much people want something like this. And we're used to making things with no money. So like, I mean, if you, if they were to give our production um, money to work with it, yeah, there's just no telling what could happen. Oh yeah. (laughs) A question I have uh, in terms of design uh, or execution. And I I know you guys are in a really early stage and I understand what that's like. uh, But like, in terms of like uh, quality, maybe not so much quality, but like in terms of the alien creature itself. And again, I don't know what direction you're going. Obviously, it's an alien film. You're going to have an alien or something in it. Like, are you really trying to go back to Geiger's original design? Like, what's your, where, where are you at with that right now? Yeah, we do want to uh, play heavily on the Geiger look, uh, you know, because he was the original mind behind the design and so we want to capture that and and for most of the film it we want to do everything practical um very little cg um and so we're going to be building sets uh model ships um you know props and uniforms and 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 just everything that we would need to to make it uh a really nice production valued film and so so you know we're we're really aiming to get the the funds that we need to be able to do all that you know because we want to make a, a quality film you know and something that that looks real you know we don't want to have any cgi aliens running around um so we want to build uh, a xenomorph and animatronics and so, uh, that's yeah. awesome. But yeah. well, you know, also too, uh, I just want to some of the best, like the earliest films, like uh, Ridley Scott on Alien and James Cameron on Aliens to many degrees, uh, and uh, Ridley Scott with Blade Runner. When these filmmakers were young and they made these, or were younger and they made these films, oftentimes they were at the the um, the they're at the mercy of the studio system and how much budget the studio system or the studio in charge like Fox or whatever were willing to give them. And they weren't these, they weren't these big, huge names yet. They were making a name for themselves. So oftentimes the struggle really created this really wonderful art. So you guys are in this great place where you have to be, you have to, like they say, uh, necessity is the mother of invention. So you guys are in this place where you're going to have to kind of figure out how can we make this the most real on a really small, a much smaller budget than, you know, an actually greenlit film would be. Um, So, and you have this opportunity just to do something absolutely incredible to rival, you know, I mean, 
I, I don't know what you guys think about Alien Resurrection, uh, but Pete and I have discussed that, and I don't like the film. I can I appreciate that what they did, but uh, uh, you know, there's there's a, a, a big ship that has to be kind of righted by Blomkamp's Alien. Uh, even though I love Alien Three, it's my next favorite film after Alien, uh, and then Aliens. Um, but there's a lot of kind of conflicted emotion amongst the fan community, and you guys are at this place where you can kind of help steer that back to the love, you know. Uh-huh. So it's just going to be interesting to see what you guys come up with within the budget that you have. Uh, again, it can really foster some really, really magical stuff. So uh, that's going to be exciting. Yeah. I definitely want to do justice to the fans, too. You know, like like a, a network director like, you know, Ridley and um, James and Neil Blomkamp. You know, like they, they have to deal with the networks. Um we have to deal with the fans yeah. and that's, you know, and that's, we have to answer to what the fans want. And, yeah. you know, there's, there's, you know, there's the group of fans who absolutely don't like the fact that we're considering three and four as um, nightmares or we're just not, we're not even kind of thinking about them as much yeah. um, um, or considering them. Um, and there's some that love that idea. Um, it's not that we're trying to disrespect any of the films because we watch all of the films, yeah. you know, we're fans all of them yeah you know and so it just happens to be that this is where the story takes place yeah. it takes place 14 years after aliens yeah i i think it like i'm obviously I, you know i do i co-host an alien uh podcast i'm a huge huge alien fan and i love alien 3 i just think it's amazing but i'm completely fine with you guys with blumkamp doing what you know saying hey we want to go off in a different direction hey it's all in the family you want to if, if you're going to further the Further the lore, further the canon, or the kind of subcanon. Uh, I'm all for it as long as it, you know, uh, as long as it's uh, intriguing. Um, I, 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 there's to me, there's no, there's no love lost there. I, I could yeah. not wish you guys the best. Uh, as much as I am, am now, I think it's uh, you're in a really, re you're doing something really, really uh, unique. Something that hasn't been done. This is a a, a, a trilogy of, or a saga of films and a community that really hasn't been shown much love outside of kind of the Facebook groups or the, the outside groups or whatever on the internet. So you guys are kind of helping to s expand that. And I think it's going to send a signal to Fox that, Hey, people want these films. People love these films. People are so in love with these films that they're taking it upon themselves to say, you know what? We want to see where this would go. So I think you guys are doing a, a wonderful thing. Thank you. Thank you. Um, is there anything that you guys wanted to add, like uh, just in terms of where people could go, say people who want to start financially supporting you now, or do you want to wait, or is there anywhere maybe we could publish something uh, on our on our Facebook page as well, just to kind of direct people, or are you guys just okay with the Facebook page for now? Um, yeah, so the Facebook page is great. It's um, we'd like to start. Um, we want to continue the momentum of the community having a, a one place to kind of update people as we go. Um, our newsletter is, I will say that if you are signed up for our newsletter, you will find out about important news uh, a few hours before we post it online. So if you really want to be the first people to know the next actor we bring on board or things like that, um, the newsletter people will know at least a few hours, if not, you know, way more ahead of time. Um, and then, um, 
And that's on our website. So you can sign up for the newsletter at alienidentity.com. And then uh, if you wanted to make note of this, when our Kickstarter does go live, it's not live right now, um, the direct link to our Kickstarter will be alien2.5.com. And that's all spelt out. Okay. Awesome. So alien2.5.com, and that's all spelt out. Will when our Kickstarter does go live, it's going to go straight to our Kickstarter page. Yeah, and we're going to have a lot of really cool perks for the fans, you know. Yeah. I mean, stuff that I would want if I was donating to this project. That's what I was thinking of, you know, when I was doing this. What would I want as a fan, you know, of the Alien movies, you know? And so people are not going to be disappointed with with our our rewards. Uh, we got a lot of creative people that are going to be putting stuff together. And so it's going to be a good collaboration of, of art and uh, music. And, um, and also, we can announce this now, um, the first 500 people that donate into any category will have their name uh, printed in the design of our T-shirt. And we're going to wow. work it out to where you'll see. So that's the first 500 people. Yeah, so it's going to be an artistic design where the, the names, it's not going to just be written across the chest, but the names will be embedded into the into the design. So, you know, the first 500 people that donate will, will have their name, first and last name on the T-shirt. That's we'll awesome. some of that's the great. first two people to donate. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I really love... <laughs> <laughs> I really want to thank you guys for coming on and for making the time. Uh, it's just, it's awesome to be able to talk to you guys and kind of talk to other people involved in fandom. I mean, you guys are taking it to a different level for sure. Uh, but uh, you, you know, uh, to use us as kind of your first official interview, it's just, it's a, it's an honor. So I really think, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. No, we, we really appreciate it. So thanks. Absolutely. Yeah. And you guys, you guys have been really supportive and, uh, and so, you know, we're really happy to be a, a part of this community and, and collaborate. And uh, and so thank you guys for just helping us get the word out, too. And once again, I want to say thank you to Fox for allowing fans to continue to do their work. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right, Pete, anything yeah. else? Is that it? Um, I did have one last question before we called it a night. Um did you guys look to Alien Isolation for the development of Newt? Because that concerns uh, a young Amanda Ripley seeking answers, much like Newt is in your story. Did that inspire you folks at all? Um, you know, I not really. Um, to be honest, I haven't fully played the game. <laughs> I've been wanting to for a while. You are missing uh, out. Busy. <laughs> I know. I, I I played a little bit of it at E three last year, and um, and I really liked it. And so, but uh, you know, I've been so busy this last year, you know, with all kinds of projects and stuff that I just haven't had time. But I do want to. Um, but the original, you know, idea of Newt, I uh, you know, came from just uh, what who she was in Aliens, and I just kind of filled in the gaps. Um, and so, but 
we'll reveal more about her in the film. You know, there's a lot, there's uh there's gonna be some cool stuff. Yeah, she's a really, uh, I think a really well-developed character. He did a great job um, adding, and she's got a complicated past, you know, and, and so there's, there's a lot there to work with and a lot there to play with. And for me, I have a lot to explore as the character, so it's gonna be a lot of fun. And you have an opportunity that you can get in the head of the girl who originated the role, or the woman now. And so just, you can talk about that and say, hey, what do you think, where this went, and then, do it yourself it's just it's awesome well maybe we should build like one of those shoot slides on set so carrie and i can just go up and down it all day long yeah yeah see you know your history i remember those interviews where she slipped <laughs> going up and down the slide and they're like no yes uh, yeah awesome Adam starts yelling at us. <laughs> yeah. well thanks again guys and uh thank this you so much tonight thank you all right we'll be talking right. to you good night good night We better get back, because it'll be dark soon, and they mostly come at night. Mostly.